0: Thank you for joining us here at BLC. Our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now, Here is Pastor Gary Toney. I know some of you may be wondering what the tables are out in the lobby. Uh, Today's talk, we like to do this periodically to remind the body of Christ to get plugged in. Say plugged in. And I know that many of you here, you are plugged in and you're serving and you're doing something for the body of Christ. Uh, So this message for you today is going to be one that is an encouragement to challenge you to be able to sit across the table at a Starbucks or somewhere and you have this conversation with someone so that you can encourage them to be involved because everyone's not involved. Everyone should be involved. Now understand as we get into this today, I I like to remind you all all the time, there is no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ, right? Right? So, when the, when the Holy Spirit starts dealing with you, don't let, don't let the enemy put condemnation on you. Conviction and condemnation aren't the same thing. You can be convicted and, and still be rebellious. I got a couple of laughs, and everybody else is like, Yeah. So, so, let's get into this today. First Corinthians chapter 12. I love how the message paraphrases this. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. And you must never forget this. Only as you accept, watch this very carefully, only as you accept your part of the body, does your part mean anything? Huh? Only as you accept your part, say my part. See, everybody's got a part. See, there are things that you will do. And I'm, as we unpack this, yes, Get Plugged In is about being plugged in in your church, serving. But it's also going outside these four walls and taking what you learn in here and sharing it with family members and coworkers. I just wonder how many of you are bold enough to share the gospel message with people. Not your denominational philosophies, but what Jesus has done in your life. See, one of the things that will help you, hopefully you'll get this today, the Holy Spirit will inspire this in you, and I know some of you, you've got this. But the thing I've learned years ago about a sermon, either you get a new revelation, or the one that you have gets strengthened. See, faith comes from hearing. So, so if you are plugged in, today let this encourage you that God is well-pleased with you. And ju- but, but listen, don't put it on cruise control. Okay? Listen to Paul's words in Ephesians. He, he says the same thing to the letter in, in Ephesians, just a little different way. Jesus fits the whole body together perfectly. Who does? Jesus does. And as each part does its own special work, it causes growth to the body. When you do your part, it causes growth. And, and I I've, I personally don't think that, that God's plan for his church since the, the birth of it has ever changed. Y'all okay this morning? All right. Yeah, his plan has never changed. The, the, the thing is, obviously, as a culture, as a society, people change, yeah. Listen, y'all got to quit worrying about the cameraman. Half of y'all watching them and still paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> That's, it's, it's amazing, man. <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> Come on back. Hey, Bree, can you come up here and stand with me? Maybe they'll pay attention. To, <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> right? See, here's the thing, guys. When you begin to put your hand to something and, 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 and you start serving, right in the middle of where we're at today, the culture that we're in. Now, now, I get it. We have to change as far as who we are, as far as being relevant in today's society. But we never change who we are, and we never change the message. Our approach will change. I remember when we first started, we didn't have cameras and video screens we weren't streaming stuff we had what were those things called the, the little square uh, the overhead thing overhead projectors yeah and we had somebody with a transparency that stood there beside it Kate, maybe you did it i don't know no. and, and you slid the words as we sang the song that shoot it up on the wall yeah old school my mom when i was little the church she took me to they had pews with hymns in the back of them y'all remember that some churches now now listen we're never going to be critical if someone else does it you got that we're never it's never this competitive comparison carnal worldly junk but i believe with all of my heart that god gifts different churches with an anointing and an identity for a purpose and as his body on the planet as his church we should still are you ready for this today we should still look like him we should still sound like him now, when I say sound like him, I don't mean King James. That's not him. You should still respond to situations like he does. We can be a 21st century church, and we'll continue to change. I'm, I'm going to be talking about very significant change today. And, and the thing that you and I have to be open to is when change comes, that you're, you, you are open and willing to adapt Huh? here's the, here's a big question that i get though all the time i bet some of you all have gotten this when it comes to church do i have to be part of a congregation to be saved do, let me let me rephrase that do i have to go to church no you don't have to go to church you get to See, if if your attitude is that, then you don't understand what gatherings are about. Because ultimately, this is not the church. This is the information station. This is the anointing place where you come and get inspired and stirred up and challenged, and then you go out and be the church. In here we serve, we create an atmosphere, an environment where believers can come together, and even unbelievers can come in and have an opportunity to meet Jesus. But our role as a congregation when we gather together is to inspire, to love on one another. Your local church family, guys, it is a place, really, you gotta get this today, it's where we can come as a family and worship together. We can grow together, laugh together, hurt together, cry together, discover who we are together. Say together. See, and that means that we provide a safe place for you to get plugged in. And for some of you, that, that means that you have to try a few things. And it may not be something that you fit. It may not be something that you like. Well, then you, you just turn the page and say, okay, not that. Let's go to the next one. See, God is constantly looking for those that are willing to come alongside other believers and be part of what he's doing in a church. Serving alongside each other, creating, you know, for us as a, as a local body, our God-anointed identity. See, we are different than other churches. I'm different than other pastors. I don't know what y'all laughing at. <laughs> and I get it, I, I mean, I've, I, I, hear, I hear people talk about me. I've had people stop me out in public you remember the story i've told the dude at the gas station i'm getting gas on my harley and he said man i'm just gonna tell you you don't look like any pastor i've ever seen before now he wasn't complimenting he was trying to make a jab but i just said well thank you man and i just went back to filling up my motorcycle you know i think god is going to use different people in all different walks There are some of you here today that God has brought here. You're new to our our fellowship, and you're still trying to determine, do I fit? Yeah. I love it when you clap, baby. Yes. I'm telling you, some more y'all could learn. Now, here's the thing. It's never out of some competitive agenda. It's, It's the heart of a servant. Because every Sunday, what we do here is we create an atmosphere for somebody to walk through those doors that's got the burdens and the weights of this world. And they come in here, and all of a sudden, the power, not you, not me, the power of God meets them where they're at. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Our desire should be when folks come in our doors, they don't even see us. Yeah. It's, and, and, and Christianity, understand this, you all. It's never just about believing Christianity is about belonging. You think about why God put the the, uh, tribes of Israel together. I believe with all my heart from those pictures that you see see throughout the Old Testament. Now, some of y'all may not like this, but I believe in the scope of eternity to come. You stuck with me. (laughs) There's the tribe of Judah. Judah. There's the tribe of Benjamin. There's the tribe of Gary. And, God, and listen, God led y'all here. You know? Not that he, and, and, and he's going to grow it and expand it, but make no mistake. I believe that that is a pattern that you see. And, and so we belong. And one of the coolest things about belonging is that's where most of the time you discover your next steps. That's why we have a program called Next Steps. Matter of fact, I think Amanda's teaching a class today called, is it Go? Yeah. You see, the journey, you got to get this, the journey is in the preparation, the journey is in the participation. You have to be involved somewhere because the moment you do, it becomes yours. Listen to how the, uh, the Apostle Paul describes it, because one of the things you'll learn about being part of victory is you, you become part of our identity, part of our personality that God has graced us with. Yeah. Now, listen to this. Romans chapter 12, listen to Paul's words. Just as our bodies, our human bodies, they have many parts, and each part has a special function, so is it with the body of Christ. You see, when you look at your human body, your human body has different things that help it to function, right? A lot of times we focus all on the outward hair, well, some of you, makeup, fashion, design. You know, you've heard me say this before. The pancreas doesn't get a lot of glory. Nobody ever talks about the pancreas or the liver. But how many of you know that they're, they're vital parts of the body, aren't they? See, some of y'all, pancreas. I know, that's not, that's not, I don't know if I want that, reverend. Somebody's going to have to be the pancreas. Hey, are you ready for this? There you go, Josh. Somebody's going to have to be the big toe. All parts of the body. Watch this. Just as our body have many parts and each part has its own special function, so it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other. See, you got to look out for each other, care for one another. Come on, man. See, when you get plugged in, what, what you're doing is simply advancing our purpose, our part of the body. that's why we've got all these tables set up out in the lobby, so after service, the, the department heads of all of the different departments, go out there and ask them questions, talk to them, find out where you might be able to get plugged in, see what they have to say, try some of it, sign up for all of it, and just go through the list and try them all and see which one you like, it's okay. See, the thing about creating an environment like we do, it is a safe place for you to discover. Are you ready for this? It's also a safe place for you to fail. It's okay. If you you think you're going to do it all right, there's the door. We are not for you because you're going to mess up. We're going to mess up. We're going to let God down more times than he can count. That's why Jesus came. See, I love how God describes this out of the message. He describes his church this way. I'm building a home using all of you, irrespective of how you got here. See, God doesn't care about your past. I think some of y'all, you need to let your stuff go. If he cared about past, I wouldn't have made the cut. I wouldn't have made it. If, it, if, you, if you judge somebody on their past, I had to go to, to Adlin's kindergarten graduation. I ain't never heard of, of those in my life, like kindergarten graduation. I had one, I didn't go to it. <laughs> I know, it's not... <laughs> Pastor, I have children here. Shut up. <laughs> but anyway, I'm there, and I see this guy that I hadn't seen, I played football with in high school. He comes up, and here's the thing. You, you know, of course, you got that stupid mask on. I mean, not stupid mask, but mask. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. He said, you remember me? <laughs> and he's got a mask on. I'm like. The Lone Ranger? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no. I'm like, no, man, I'm sorry. I can't tell who you are. I, and I was hoping that would, he would just tell me his name, but no. So he takes his mask off and looks at me like, like I don't remember, man. And, and then he tells me, we, we went to high school together. I'm like, oh, great. Because you never, you never know what you're going to get with, from those days, right? God doesn't care about your past. When you give your life to him, you become this new person. This is why, yeah, this is why we're always encouraging you to get plugged in. You see, regardless of how small it may seem, serving in your church, it is really, it's kind of like the on-ramp to discovering your, the, your next gift and things that God has be, for you. Because at the end of the day, it's all about people. That's what we're here for, Right? You know, I, I love coming in here in the, in the mornings and seeing the different groups, you know, watching our parking lot team with, with them. I bet, I bet y'all glad that the, it's warm now, aren't you? <laughs> but I mean, it, even when it was cold, man, those guys, they're out there busting it. You know, it's—but those little things, you know, it's the little things that make the difference, you know. And this is why we're continually trying to get people uh, plugged in, get involved, serving in your church— it, it, matter of fact, as, according to the book of Romans, the more that you do it, uh, it, it really becomes one of our greatest acts of worship. Watch this, Romans chapter 12, check this out. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, you see some of the things that, there's some of you listening today, there are things that God wants you to do that you're not going to be comfortable with. Yeah. Some of you that you're, you're, going to, you're going to have roles as we move forward with, with the, the plan that God has for us, and, and it's going to take a lot of preparation and training. Some of you, you may step into roles in a speaking type of environment, different things that you'll do. You never guys, I'm going to show you a story today about a young man in the Old Testament, and because of his faithfulness, God, th- th- God put things in motion. Remember last week we talked about Naomi and, and Ruth and Ruth's faithfulness, how one person changed the landscape of Yeah, you you see that throughout the Bible. And so, listen to Romans. Here's what I want you to do with God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life. This is the thing I love about God. He uses, you ready for this? Everyday, ordinary people. You know why? Because there's not any other kind. Right. You take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating. You're going to work, you're walking around life, and you place that life before God as an offering. Now, this, this, is, it's, this is simple to say, but to actually do this, to say, God, here's my life. Anybody ever done this before? Well, you need to. God, here's my life. In your own. Not, not today, not now, but in your own personal devotion time. Lord, here's my everyday, ordinary life. Take it. It goes on to say this. When we do this, it is one of our greatest acts of worship. When you give your life to Jesus and say, what, what, would, what are you going to do through me, Jesus? Hmm? What are you going to do? Oh, you're going to work in kids' church, Josh? Oh, yeah, I will. See, working in kids' church, man, you talk about changing lives. You got them at the grassroots level. Come on, man. Yeah. don't th- Hey, parents, not- listen to this. Not only do the kids teach you stuff when you work in there, parents, they tell on you. <laughs> yeah, they do. So, so here's the thing. I never underestimate the significance of God orchestrating personalities, giftings, and talents to make a church, any local church, to make it unique and to make it its own. You ever wonder... Why Jesus set the church up the way he did? You ever thought about it? He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, Peter. What rock? The revelation of who I am. Upon the anointing of the Christ in you and on you, I'm going to build my church. And the reason that he set it up the way he did is because he knew he was going to be using these broken, these frail, fickle, flawed people But because God created us to be like him, he he, he graces us. He allows us the privilege of discovering who we can be when we serve together. Not only that, you get to know each other. You develop lifelong friendships and family with one another. This is one of the the things I love about what has transpired in the Lexington campus with with the, the tight family that we have there. Psalm 133 says how good and pleasant it is when believers come together in unity. Unity. He says it's like the anointing oil that was poured down down Aaron. The Bible says that it covered his whole body, the anointing of God did. It goes on to say being unified, it's like the dew that covers the mountains of Zion. You You ever been out in the country and you get up in the morning and everything's wet? That's, that when, you're, when, when, a, when a group of believers is unified, that's how the anointing will be on what we do. Yeah. And the, and, and the word of God says this. And there, where people are unified, God commanded the blessing. Now, I don't think the blessing is stuff. The blessing is God's nature and character on us. It's his favor and anointing on us. Remember in Ephesians 4, we're all one body. One spirit called to the same glorious future. See, guys, God never stops calling believers. Never. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. I I get it. You think I always want to do this? Now, now listen carefully. I love what I do. Make no mistake about it. But I have flesh just like you. And there are days I don't want to deal with any of y'all. I'm just can I can I be real with you for a second I'm just like you you see the difference is on any given Sunday when you don't feel like dealing with you, you just stay in your pajamas and stay home I'm just gonna watch it online today I'm, I'm not put, I'm, I don't feel like putting up with anybody and that's okay but I don't get the I, I don't get to do that I want to sometimes I'm like uh-uh I want to say John where you at Andy where you at come on I got a bunch of people Kate she can preach Andy, Andy, I got I'm good Jason, you want to go to Hilton Head again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, God will never stop. He will never stop calling believers together to serve. He won't. This is his design for every city around this nation is for churches to rise up and be led and function in that anointing that he's placed on a body. And it starts with every one of you. Remember what the Holy Spirit said in Ephesians? I'm building a home and I'm using all of you, irrespective of how you got here. And then in chapter 2, Paul goes on to say this. The truth is, we are his workmanship. Now, I love the the, the New Living. It says this, we are his masterpiece. Parents, you know how you are. Grandparents, you know how you are with that little precious one of yours. That's exactly where you think you got that from. That's how God is with us. We are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship workmanship recreated in Christ, watch this very carefully, to do those good works he predestined us for. You see, there are things that God has planned for you. Just like last week when we talked about Ruth, Ruth had no idea of the things that God was orchestrating with Boaz. But, she sh- but when she showed up, see guys, when we show up, you don't know what God's got in store for you. I don't really know all of it. God gives me glimpses of things. And at the end of the day, we still have to go. There are works that God has prepared for us. It goes on to say this. It's God's gift from start to finish. Our part is trusting him enough to let him do it. His plan from the beginning was for us to join him in his predestined work through Jesus. You have a role. Every one of you. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not really, I'm this, I'm too old, I'm too young. It's a bunch, a bunch of excuses, man. Every, you're, you're not exempt. Listen, now, now once again, if you're not ready to do something yet, nobody's mad at you. We're not going to hunt you down. But God will continue to remind you. He'll continue to inspire me to have talks like this. I can't help but wonder how many of us honestly look at what we're doing for the body, where we're serving. I mean, you you ever think about this? When you take the time and and you're doing something for the kingdom, whether you're ushering or you're in the parking lot or you're over in the children's department, do you realize, do you think this way? What you're doing is part of God's predestined plan. See, a lot of times we just think, oh, well, I'm just going to volunteer today. It's never I'm just going to volunteer today. It's never just that. You are new people in God. You are eternal beings and everything that you put your hand to. Everything. You understand that? It's about the kingdom of heaven. You ever heard the old saying, God's not interested in your ability until he has your availability. He did not care how talented you are. See, this is the thing about my boy right here he trying to sneak up on me, but I called him this time. He's one of the most Talented individuals, I know. But until he made himself available, that talent just got stuck with him. But now we all get to enjoy it. He blesses the kingdom of heaven. He serves the Almighty. Yeah. See, really, availability simply equals humility. And here's the kicker. More times than any of us want to admit, our availability our willingness you know what it does it usually introduces itself to us through change the thing about change (laughs) that's right josh change is good as long as we're on board with it and there's this great picture this is this the guy i wanted to get to today there's this great picture in 1 Samuel 14, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament about Jonathan and his armor bearer. Now, Jonathan is King Saul's son, heir to the throne. But un, you know, the thing that, that King Saul doesn't understand, that, but Jonathan has got the revelation of, is Jonathan knows that his dad is out. And his best friend David, his brother, not blood brother, but godly brother, is about to be sitting on the throne. And so he's got this bond with King David, soon to be. But little does Jonathan and his armor bearer know that what they're about to do is to set everything in motion that positions David to come in and take over. But the story is set up like this in chapter 14. You should go read it. Jonathan and his armor bearer are out just, they leave the, 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 the camp of the army and they're, they're doing some reconnaissance, if you will. And they come across this platoon of soldiers, a little, a little out camp. And they're hiding from them. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, now if you go read the story, it wasn't as thus says the Lord. He says this, I think God will give us this victory today. I believe he's with us. And the armor bearer says this. Do all that's in your heart. I'm with you. And they go take this whole platoon out. Two guys. The Bible says that the power of God showed up and the earth shook. And really, I try to visualize the picture when Jonathan stepped forward and and spoke who he was the earth shook and they fell because the Bible says that his armor bearer come behind him with the sword and killed him. Whatever's in your heart, I'm with you. See, this is what God is looking for today from all of us. You talk about plugged in. You see, this one faithful act turned the tide with Saul's life, but with David's career, his path. See, the armor bearer, it, it's, it's a simple act of faithfulness and it brought you got to see this guys it brought him into his predestined plan that god had for him i mean you think about it we're talking about an armor bearer today in the 21st century this dude made it into the holy canon of scripture this guy did and we're talking about him today an armor bearer his faithful act of obedience just whatever his leaders say let's go man is that where we're headed? Okay. See, you understand when it comes to any of us discovering our predestined plan for God, there's going to be times, just like Jonathan's armor bearer, that you've got to step out. You've got to be open to some change. Yeah? Amen. Not the time to get quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you've probably heard this saying before growing people are changing people. Right? See, our God-ordained transformation is by design. And the more open, uh, the more teachable, the more available we are, the more the Holy Spirit can use us. You see, embracing this Christ-like change in our lives, it really results in us becoming people. You gotta get this. This is one of your take-homes today. That Jesus doesn't just live in. He lives through. He lives through us by the things that we do the people that we associate with. See, making ourselves available to this kind of life that Paul's praying for, when you go read those prayers in Ephesians, when you make yourself available to that kind of life, until you decide to mix a little faith with it, it's going to be tough for you. You're going to have to believe God for some of these things. But when you you step out in faith, just like the armor bearer did, and you make yourself available to him, the stronger his influence through you, the stronger his influence through us become. Right? You see, becoming part of something bigger than any one individual, it requires availability. It requires change on an individual level. Y'all okay? Unfortunately, you and I both know we, we don't, Andy, we don't like change. You know what I've discovered? A lot of times it disrupts our routine. You know what? One of the big ones about change does for me, it, it, it asks me to let go of what I'm comfortable with, to step into the unknowns that God has for us. All on the fact that he said, let's go this way. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, hey, I, I, I believe God's with us. Let's go up at once and take him. Whatever's on your heart, let's go. See, many times asking us, God's going to ask us to step into some new territory, and it will challenge us to unlearn old, comfortable habits. Well, preacher, we always done it that way. Well, you know what we say around here, don't you? If it ain't broke, break it. I know we get used to stuff. But sometimes God wants to stretch us out of what we're used to. For example, let me, let me just share this with you. At 211 degrees, all you got is hot water. But at 212 degrees, you have boiling water. And that one degree of difference, that one degree of change is what will make us effective. That one degree of change is what will take us the next level. Max Dupree, he's a great leadership writer, uh, business guy, but he, he makes this statement. He says, we can't become what we need to be and remain what we are. In other words, it's time for some change, right? And so that being said, today is a day of change for Victory Life Church. It has been uh, something that I've, 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 we've, we've been putting together for uh, a season now. But uh, starting in July the 11th, we will be merging both of our campuses back together here. Yeah. Now, now it's exciting, but it's bittersweet for many of us because we spent five years in Lexington and we have a wonderful family there. And so I've got to go tell them next that we are going to ask them to make a commute here for a season. huh? You see, God has something in store for our future, but our lease is up in Lexington, and that costs us roughly $7,000 a month to opt for complete operations of that campus. And so being good stewards of that money, see, Instead of renewing the lease, I believe we're going, to, we're going to prepare for our next step. And our next step here, you see, let me kind of set this up for you a little bit. As of right now, this is the ones that we know of. But we have at least 15 cities that families, all up and down the interstate, that families from as far south as Berea to as far north as Corinth, Cynthiana, Frankfurt, Leesburg, Mount Sterling, Nicholasville, Paris, Richmond, Sadieville, Versailles, Winchester. Yeah, these are the ones that we know of that people are coming to our church. And so our next step will will be, and we've got some preliminary plans put together, but this is a few years down, you understand, this is a multimillion dollar change that we're getting ready to step into. But we want a location right on the interstate where all of these people, and more. Uh, and, and right now, our plan is, it, it will be a brand new facility. It will seat roughly between 12 and 1,500 people. Wow, no excitement about that one. Or maybe not, maybe we'll just stay here and just enjoy where we're at. Now, now listen, if y'all don't want it, then Okay. Yeah, I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> now I know it's different I know change is scary The Lord's been dealing with me About this for a while now And I've been going back and forth with it And you know trying to get settled in it But I believe God is going to Continue to add people From all up and down This is, this is actually the image That the Lord gave me I'm not saying it was a thus say the Lord word But I am saying it was a Jonathan word I'm gonna make you a central distribution center for the Word of God. I'm like, wow. I'm like, are you saying we're the new CDC, Lord? (laughs) YouTube will probably take that one down. (laughs) It won't be my first time, yeah. But here's the thing, what this means is, moving forward, See, we run, right now, we average between 50 and 75 in, in Lexington on our, every Sunday. And so that means starting July the 11th, they're all coming here. Yeah. I, know, I know you say amen now until they got your chair. <laughs> yeah. See, we have, to, we have to make some changes here. We have to add seating in here, which we can. We've got to do some redesign things to accommodate it because we, we know that this is our next step from the Lord and God is going to bless this and so, and especially, now listen, especially as, as, as things are changing, you know, uh, the government's giving people permission to do stuff now. The, the Scam is is turning. And so, so people are, there's going to be more people that are going to feel comfortable coming. So we need to be prepared, right? I know, I know some of you shaking your heads. No, this is, this is, this is what else I get. Well, you just better pray for a brother then. This is where we're going. All right. And just like Jonathan, I'm asking you, y'all going with me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. See, we are a place that we're believing that people all up and down the interstate can get plugged in. You know, uh, recent studies have shown that the average drive time is between 20 and 25 minutes that a person will drive to church. Well, we have people. Shane, how far y'all come? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. An hour. Yeah, see, so if this is where God has you, then our job is to do our best to make sure that we create an environment where people come here and they can get plugged in and they can feel part of it, right? Let let me, let me leave you with Paul's words again. He says this, we are his workmanship. We are recreated in Christ to do these good works that God has predestined us to do. It is a gift from him. God has, has, has really blessed us with this for a reason. And our part is to trust him enough to do it. See, this is the thing, guys. I, I love, uh, let me see, have that passage, you all, in the book, in Acts, uh, Acts chapter four. I wanna show you this. I said I'd, I'd get you out with that one. I'm gonna give you one more for the road. But in Acts chapter four, the Bible says this, That the whole congregation of believers was united as one. One heart, one mind. And see, here's the thing. When we begin to trust God, because, listen, you know, when I started putting together some preliminary numbers on this, we're, we're over $6 million. Yeah, I know I did the same thing. Yeah, I'm like everything tight. I'm like, I puckered up like, dang. But here's the, guys, if, if, if God's not in the middle of, a, if, of this, then we, we're not going to make it anyway. But if he is in the middle of it, $6 million is a joke. Right? Yeah. Now, like I say, this is, this is a lengthy process. We're, we're talking about years in the making. But if we don't start preparing for it, it'll never happen. Right? That means that you need to come believing every Sunday, that your chairs, that we're going to fill this place up. If we have to go to another service, we'll go to another service. I don't want to go to another service, but if, if that's what it takes, whatever we're going to do in that season, say season, season. That's all this is, is a season for God to take us to our next step. Amen? So let me pray with you. But before I pray for you, I, I, want to, I, I don't ever like to close out a service without giving somebody the opportunity to give their life to Jesus. And so if you're here today and you've never taken that initial step of faith, we're not talking about church membership. We're talking about a brand new creation in Christ. Heaven is your home. Jesus is your Lord. If you're watching right now, if you're listening, man, take a step. Let Jesus have a chance in your life. We're going to say a really simple prayer. If you're here, if you're watching or you're listening at a later date, say it with us. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said the prayer, stop at our information desk. Let them know so that we can give you some information and get you started on your journey of faith. For the rest of you today, this is my prayer for you. I want to take a second because I know that you're processing and I know change and all that. Uh, And so uh, the one thing I want you to do it doesn't affect us as much as it does our Lexington family. So today, when, when, it, when the Lord puts it on your heart, pray for us. Pray for our Lexington family. That'll be the big change for them coming. They've got, they've got to leave. All they've known for the last three years is home. Okay? And so you pray for that. But for you all, I want to pray over you. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, may your hand be on every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, today, speak through each and every one of us. Use us, God, in such a way to advance the kingdom. Allow us to be people of peace, of wisdom, of encouragement as we share these truths and and do our part to advance the kingdom. That your hand be on us, that your glory and your favor surround us, God. We trust like Jonathan and his armor bearer, Lord, we are taking our next step in obeying you in taking the land for your glory, Jesus. And everyone said, amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.